This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to the second bonus episode of Series 5, Shadowrun. Um, this is episode two of three of Kashmir's Betrayal. Uh, it takes place during the time jump in episode one. And if you haven't already listened to Kashmir's Betrayal part one, I recommend it. Uh, this is a direct uh, follow-up to the previous bonus episode, and the third and final part of this story will uh, come out in a couple weeks' time. So you won't have to wait too much longer to find out exactly why Kashmir isn't with the team anymore. But without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, move on into the episode. Enjoy. All right. Uh, When we last left you guys, you um, had uh, snuck aboard a large cargo hauler ship. Uh, to steal some black market uh, items, Uh, one in particular, an Ares Venture, which is a vertical takeoff and landing uh, aircraft uh, that you are going to use to intercept a Mitsuhama Computer Technologies aerial transport that is moving prisoners from the Seattle headquarters of Mitsuhama to the Japan headquarters of Mitsuhama. And on that aircraft, the Federated Boeing commuter um, is... Bumbles' dear old friend, Jerry, uh, who uh, helped get you guys into space at the end of the last campaign. Um, And he's been in prison for a few months now, uh, but since he is in transit, you are taking this opportunity to free him uh, as thanks for helping you become global heroes. Uh, (laughs) Um... (laughs) So uh, you guys have knocked out one guard. He is uh, stuffed in the corner uh, on the top of or the top deck of this uh, this boat. You have entered the um, the observation tower, for lack of a better word, on the back of this uh, boat, um, and you've started heading down to the under hole to try and find uh, where this Ares Venture might be hiding, uh, so that you can steal it away and go and save your dear friend. Uh, what do you guys do? All right, so we're going down the stairs, right? Yep. I'm going to keep an ear out for anybody coming. Okay. Roll perception. Audio. Broke my limit. I got four. You hear um, a uh, voice coming up from below on the cargo hold where you guys are heading down towards. Like they're coming up the stairs? Uh, no, no. Uh, it just seems to be someone kind of like talking to themselves. Uh, about how far away? It doesn't seem like the stairs go down uh, particularly far. It seems like they kind of just wind around and open up into the uh, lower hold. Uh, so not that far. I would like to send the fly spy ahead sure. and see what's going on down there. All right. Are you, are you jumping into it or are you... I'm not going to jump into it, but I, I fly it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then uh, roll uh, pilot aircraft as you remotely control this thing. Four hits. Fly spy kind of like zooms down, staying uh, upwards, uh, kind of coasting uh, by the ceiling. Um, and uh, the stairway right around the bend gives way to an open area where uh, there seems to be like kind of like a little room uh, with like a table and like a little kitchenette. And uh, 
uh, there's two there's two doors, uh, one to the left and one to the right, and uh, the door to the left is open, and you uh, kind of zip the fly spy down in there, and you see someone who's uh, sitting there, and he's like uh, he's like mopping the uh, the floor down there, and he's like mumbling to himself uh, about. You know, well, of course, you know, it's it's always my turn. It's always my turn. This is a bunch of dreck. All right. Um, and he does have an AK-97 slung over his shoulder as he mops. Is he a dwarf? No, he is a human. Okay. There was a closed door, right? Yep. Was it like super duper closed? It, or it like... is a hatch like all the other. Right. It is a hatch when it's on a boat. Um, <laughs> well, uh... There's your visual recon, Boomer. Go do your thing. You said it was just the one door? Two doors, one to the left and one to the right. And a dude is in the corridor attached to the left door, which is open. Uh, and those doors are attached to an open an open kind of kitchen area. It's time to sneak up on him. Grab and jab. <laughs> <laughs> please right. reconsider that name, please. <laughs> well, perfect. Because you grab him and then you jab him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll sneaking to approach this guy without being noticed. Four hits. Yeah, you do so. You get right up on him, uh, and without having to roll any tests or anything, you can easily grab him and jab him, uh, <laughs> hitting him with a do- uh, strong dose of narco jet. You don't gotta clean anymore, huh? <laughs> 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 and there yeah, you go. have a break, mate. Narco Jet puts him out, and uh, he is now unconscious in your arm. You said there's like a little kitchenette. Is there like a uh, cabinet or something I can put him in? Maybe a pantry. There, there is a little, uh, a little pantry. Um, when you open it up, the drawers like they drop down. Like it's kind of like a thin pantry, just enough space to put him in. But you have to like, it's kind of difficult because you have to like push up the drawers and shut the door at the same time because when you open them up, they fall out and run the length of the door. Uh, so, uh, uh, design this, <laughs> you guys, uh, come down, you see boomer struggling to like shove this guy in the pantry and shut the door at the same time. You eventually manage to make it work, but it's, uh, it's like, he's real tightly snug in there and you have to latch it and be like, okay. <laughs> All right. See, that's why it's a grabbing jab cash. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's not that. <laughs> I don't see the issue here. I think that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, I will have the fly spy sort of move on ahead of us. Just Down that open corridor? Yeah, just sort of see what's going on before we have to be there. Cool. Uh, the, um, uh, the fly spy zips around, uh, finds a, a cargo hold that takes up the like front half of the ship. Uh, about the same distance that all of the other uh, cargo containers up at the top are. Um, this long uh, thing, and it's not full of large cargo containers, more like crates. Um, and uh, you zip around in there, you don't seem to find anyone in there. Uh, and you do see that like it has a, a, like, a hallway on the opposite end of you guys with the closed hatch that leads back into the kitchenette. So it makes a full circuit. Right. So it seems like these long hallways sort of conspicuously go past the area where we saw that smuggling hatch. Yes. Okay. I'm going to look for, like, (laughs) secret doors or hidden compartments or, you know, like a latch or a button hidden underneath a book. Roll roll perception for me. I got five hits. 
Okay. Um, you do find, like, the panel uh, that is uh, in one of the hallways. It uh, you, you start on the other end, actually. Uh, it's in one of the hallways, and uh, uh, you're just kind of, like, running around and everything, and then you find, like, the slight hidden creases of, a, of like, a, a, a secret door. Um, hey, guys, I found a secret door. I think it goes where we want to go to. Neat. <coughs> cool. I go look at it. Okay. You can see it, too, now that he's pointed it out. Okay. I, can, you can't tap a you door. You have to tap a cable. Hey, Boomer, we have a door here that we need to get into. Usually, you're quite good. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to look around for uh, something more manual. Okay. Roll a perception test. Or, or you could roll a locksmithing test, whichever you prefer. Four successes. You begin looking around. Uh, you are trying to find like anything that could possibly be like linked to this door, and you see a couple pipes that you think might be like pneumatic in nature to like open, like make this door slide open. You kind of follow those for a bit, and then you find a like circular light uh, on the wall um, that uh, when you like mo- try to move it, it kind of like slides to the side, and you realize it like is like internally wired, like to like run on a battery. It's not wired into the ship. And when you slide it to the side, you find the uh, control panel for the door. What kind of tool would be useful in this case? Uh, this is a keypad maglock. So your keypad sequencer would be the best tool that you have at your disposal. All right. It's a rating four. Beep, boop, boop. This frigging thing. One second. <laughs> there it goes. How many hits did you get? Oh, ten. Uh, yeah. After a little bit of uh, finagling and... Uh, uh, Blowing the dust off of your uh, maglock se- or your keypad sequencer, um, you are able to uh, attach it and run uh, run the programs on it. And uh, after a little bit, the numbers start lining up, and uh, it reveals the code. You punch it in, and there's a and the uh, door slides down, revealing a hidden compartment, a large hidden compartment inside. Cool. Oh, yeah. I send the fly spy ahead into it. Cool. It is just a large uh, rectangular compartment. Uh, It has uh, a bunch of uh, metal crates, uh, like, seemingly sorted. And uh, flying your fly spy around, uh, you see off to the uh, side, uh, wrapped up in, uh, in, like, protective, uh, like, plastic, the parts to an Ares venture. A uh, quick glance lets you know that this Ares venture has been designed to be deconstructed and, re- and re- uh, can be disassembled and reassembled with a certain amount of time. All right. Um, I guess the question now is, do we want Boomer to go knock out the other guy now? Or do we want to wait and see if it comes up? I'm going to start putting this thing back together. Discuss. Is there a... Like a, a door or a hatch or like a hangar door? Yeah, you, you see the button that is clearly opening up the upper uh, hangar door. Um, and Bumbles, you have enough engineering skills to really quickly glance around and know that like you press this button, it slides up this, uh, this hidden room up onto the top hold. You will have to mess up their, their sorting of all these different containers to make enough room for you to build the Ares Venture. 
but there is enough room for you if you shove all the containers off to the side to build the areas venture in the center of this large rectangular room and uh, then lift up uh, and be able to take off as soon as the hatch opens up. All right. I get started on that. Okay. Uh, so what this is going to be, uh, you're going to have to roll aeronautic mechanic. Um, you're trying to get to 16, and every time you roll takes 30 minutes. Okay. Which brings me back to my original point. Do we want to knock the captain out now or wait and see if it comes up? Well, seeing as we've taken out both of his crew members, I'm sure he would be looking to contact them and stunt to get no response in the time. Give me a second. Okay. Uh, Bumbles, you also looking around very easily nearby where all the other parts are. You do see like the tools necessary to work on this. So you can take a plus two. Can I help? Yeah, I mean, if you want to assist Mouse, you can. Uh, you don't have Aeronox mechanics, but you can default on it with your logic, and you can take a plus one as you like pull up like schematics off the uh, off the matrix. Oh, okay. Uh, Boomer, you're heading up to take out the captain. I'll go. Should I? So that we can keep concealment. Uh, yeah, I mean, Araga would have to go with him, if not you, just to keep him concealed. I mean, I'll go, but I'll be behind. Sure, sure. I got eight hits. Okay. On my way up, I'm also going to cuff all the people I knocked out. Okay. You have to struggle for a minute with the guy as you open up the, the pantry that he's in. <laughs> he, like, gets springboarded out at you. <laughs> oh, frag. <laughs> yes, he does it. And, uh, and then you manage to handcuff him. Are you using zip ties or handcuffs? Uh, plasteel cuffs. Wait, plasteel? Ooh, fancy. Yeah, uh, so you, you cuff him, and then with uh, Kashmir's help, you're able to shove him back in that pantry and shut him up. Oh, oh get in there, get in there. <laughs> Mind the foot. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then, yeah, you can stop on your way up, step out onto the uh, onto the hold of the, or onto the deck of the ship, and uh, that guy who shoved in a corner, you guys can uh, plasteel cuff him as well at this point it is starting to drizzle it's getting a little wet out and uh and the ship is starting to like rock a little bit with the uh with the waves oh man maybe you should bring him inside (laughs) is there like a closet or something i mean so far you guys have uh, encountered the kitchen and the stairwell leading down into the kitchen I mean, there might be, like, a tool closet on the top deck that, like, if you wanted to, like, shove them in one of those, but it'd be kind of hard because there's a lot of shelves. You'd have to take out all the shelves to do so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's just a smuggler. Let's just leave him. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, so you can continue on your way, Boomer, up up, uh, to the top to try and get to the captain. Go ahead and roll uh, stealth for me. Um, Cashmere, you're lingering far enough behind that you don't have to roll stealth as long as Boomer kind of takes point. Mouse, what did you get on your assisting of Bumbles? Five. Uh, so uh, you get five more dice, uh, Bumbles, and your limit is raised as well by five. Okay, hold on. So you got eight plus... I got nine. A nine, nine total? Right, on the first one. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, that's going to take you 30 minutes to get that, and you're making very, very good progress. You're over halfway done, but that's, that's 30 minutes right there. Let's uh, resolve Boomer knocking out the captain. Um, Boomer, what'd you get on yourself? Six. Uh, you get up to the top of the winding stairwell that seems to lead to the like uh, controls and observation of this uh, of this ship, and uh, you uh, get up there, and uh, the hatch is shut, um, but you can uh, you can hear like footsteps 
up there as uh, he seems to walk from one end to the other or something like that. So you know he's on the other side of that door. Mouse, you said you had baby monitor in? I do. Your Overwatch score is at 26. Oh, I jack out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you lose your marks on the captain's I comlink? I do. Okay. So what are you guys doing? What's your plan? So um, Eraga is going to go through the door. In Astral, yeah. In Astral, and then materialize. And then, Boomer, if you throw open the door, I can cast sense removal on him, or I can just hit him with a lightning bolt. Well, don't kill him. Um, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, sense removal. Um, yeah, I can, I'll do something. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you send uh, Eraga uh, vanishes from the physical plane uh, into the astral. As he does, your concealment lifts, and you guys are fully visible in the hallway. Um, and uh, uh, ascending Kashmir, you can see Eraga's astral body move through the door. And uh, with your uh, summoner link to him, you know he's in position. Uh, I need you to roll a composure test for me at a minus five. That's three hits. All right. <laughs> uh, as it, as uh, Iraga gets in position, you feel uh, that like burning energy moving up and down your spine, this heat that kind of engulfs your body, and all you want to do is tell Iraga to like materialize and just engulf this guy and just electrocute him to death. Just cook him. Uh, and, uh, uh, you like, you, you feel it, you're like kind of panting with the excitement of the idea of it. And then you stifle that feeling and remember the plan that you and Boomer had set forth. Um, uh, are you, are you ready? Boomer? Uh, Eroga is, yeah, are you all right? he's, in, he's in position. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm ready. All right. On your mark. All right. Ready. Set. Go. Uh, I start turning the wheel and... And Eraga materializes. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he sees the spirit materializing. First he hears the wheel and he starts to turn and then all of a sudden like he hears this crackling energy and he turns and he sees a spirit materialize. And you hear, oh, frag! What the frag? And um, I guess I need you guys to roll initiative really quick to see if this guy can pull off anything before you jump him. Boomer has 18. You have 18, Boomer? 26. 26 for you? Yeah. So, yeah, you guys are going to get to go before him. He rolled a 14. Uh, so uh, what do you guys do? Yeah, I think I'm going to do um, vision on him. Sure. I'll cast it force six. Six? Okay. <laughs> That's four hits. Okay. Uh, you get one net hit. Uh, his vision, uh, you cast out some uh, mana at him. You see him blink as his vision gets a little spotty. Um, he is reaching for his AK-97 as he's trying to uh, decide what the hell to do because his door just opened. There's a there's a dude in a cashmere sweater casting, uh, <laughs> casting magic at him. There's this electric crane nearby him crackling with energy. And also a big red Oni. What's that big red Oni do? Sorry, mate. You shoot him? With stick and shot. <laughs> All right. Six hits. Uh, you get four net hits. How much damage is that? 13 stun. So, yeah, you... Uh, you... Uh, silence burst. Uh, shoot 
across his chest. He gets hit with uh, with these uh, blobs of electric conductivity that like shock his body and actually uh, knock him over. Um, and uh, he's on the ground. Uh, I guess Eraga would get to go before him. Eraga may have been able to go before all of this. He has very high initiative. Yeah, he does. Uh, this guy yeah. rolled so low, I don't think he can beat Eraga's initiative. Uh, so yeah, Eraga can go before him. Uh, as he falls down and starts reaching for his uh, gun, I need you to roll a composure test at minus six. <laughs> Cashmere. <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's three hits! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I roll this well any other time? <laughs> All right. So with three hits, you manage to uh, stifle down uh, that that like desire to kill and destroy that bubbles up inside you. Uh, Eraga seems to uh, sense that and doesn't use lethal action on the guy and instead goes to knock him out with a tail swipe. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, Iraga pulls it off. <laughs> um, the guy's reaching. He's about to grab his gun and like shoot at you guys, and then Iraga just kind of swoops down and smacks him across the the head uh, with his like uh, his electric tail. Doesn't seem to do like any like electric real damage to the guy, but like has enough kinetic force to like slam the guy's head into the ground and knock him out cold. Nice, Iraga. Nice. Uh, Iraga uh, swoops around and like lands on your shoulder, Kashmir, and like grips on there. Well done, Araga. You didn't kill him, did you? He's not dead? No? He's not dead? Oh, well, uh, cool. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Araga's always been pretty good about... Anyway, is there any rope in the area? I'm out of plasteel cuffs. (laughs) (laughs) You're on a ship. There's plenty of rope. (laughs) All right, I bind, I hogtie the guy. Okay, Uh, and then what do you do with him? Is there a closet? Uh, there is a medicine cabinet up here. Uh, it does not have enough room for you to stuff this dwarf. <laughs> is there any top? What? Oh, a like top? A, a top? Yeah. I mean, on the on the deck, yeah. I'm just going to put him under the desk yeah. and put a top over it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You, sh- you shove him onto the console the- to control this boat, and, uh, and you just wrap him up in a tarp. <laughs> no, no, I drape the top so, it's, you know, but it looks casual. <laughs> you casually drape a tarp over this unconscious hog-tied dwarf. <laughs> and then I put a chair in front of it because, you know. Right, right, you need to obstruct the view. I get it. <laughs> All right. And then um, I dust off my hands and think, well done, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So you guys head back down to the hold uh, where yeah. Mouse and Bumbles are working hard. Yeah, after 30 minutes, uh, you guys uh, have made some pretty good progress. Um, I need you to roll again. How many hits did you get for your assist, Mouse? Two. I think it goes here, but I think it's upside down. So maybe. Just- just hold hold that. No, but if it's if we do it this way, then it's quicker. <laughs> Can I assist with my great strength? Uh, no, no. This is more. They have the tools to lift and move things around. It's really about uh, about knowing where to put things. Otherwise, you're just going to be in the way. Uh, that is four hits. Puts you up to thirteen. 13. Okay, so after an hour, uh, you guys have made a. Uh, pretty good progress it's almost there you're like now inside 
the Aries venture. Like you've created the outside. You're like working on the wiring and stuff on the inside to get it all going. Like all the pieces have come together. You're now connecting them fully so that they can operate as one unit. Um, and uh, you guys uh, all here, well, maybe not the two who are working inside the Aries venture. Cashmere and Boomer, you guys have just been hanging out for about an hour uh, together on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> have I you was, been doing anything during that time? I, I wanted to look in the captain's quarters to uh, see if there was anything useful up there. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, uh, you go up there, you look around, you do find, you know, like a med kit and a bunch of different supplies. Uh, you know, his gun is still there. Um, let's, um, let's unload that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I also blessed their comm link so that they can't uh, call out when they wake up. Smart. Sure. Sure. Um, and, uh, after an hour, Boomer and Cashmere, if you go back down to the hold to hang out with Boomer, you hear in that in that pantry, what the frick? And it's like rumbling as that guy wakes up. The narco jet appears to be wearing off. <laughs> let's, I'll, I can, let's go get this. Should we get this guy? What, what happens? What is this? What do we do in this scenario, Boomer? <laughs> What's protocol here? What's the, uh. What's the veto looking like? 80% done. 30 more minutes. Let's see how long it takes him to get out. <laughs> I'll... Okay. <laughs> I'll go wait for him to get... And then I'll knock him out? Yep. Okay, I'll let you know if he gets out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm watching too. I want, I want to see... Okay. We're just sort of standing outside the door, just <laughs> hands on our hips, <laughs> sort of clocking. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then you guys hear shouting on the upper deck as the other person who was knocked out, who is also no longer under the influence of Narcojet, starts shouting for help. Um, which <laughs> which one is that? Oh, he's the. Okay. I'm going to go up to the captain. <laughs> I need you guys to roll initiative. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. I told you to bring him inside. <laughs> Uh, Bumbles, what did you get? I got 19. Okay. Mouse? 17. Boomer? 25. Cashmere? 21. Let's see. That's 27 for Aroga. You guys uh, hear the shouting for help from the guy up up on the deck that you left stuffed in a corner. Um, and uh, he's screaming like, help, we've been boarded! And uh, Aroga gets to go first. Is he near the edge of the ship? Uh, yeah. I mean, Araga can fly up there. He has enough speed that he can get up there and see that this guy is, like, leaning over the end of the ship, like, with his arms, like, uh, handcuffed, uh, behind his back, like, shouting to the guards, uh, on the dock. When you say leaning over the edge of the ship. He's, like, pressed up against the, like, uh, the banister. But if he were to, say, have an accident. That would be a way that accident could definitely work, yes. I'm going to do that. All right, Araga can cast accident. Awesome. <laughs> Three hits. Okay. Uh, so uh, he's, he's shouting, uh, being like, help, we've been boarded. Um, and the accident that happens... Um, is that as he's shouting, there's a large clap of thunder that seems to drown him out. And then, like, he slips for a second and is like, you know, for a second stops shouting. And you guys have an opening where perhaps he is not heard as the storm is picking up. <laughs> uh, next up is Boomer. 
Is he within boomer range? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can get up to the top deck. I don't think you can get to him. To can like, I see him? Yeah, you can see him. I just you can't you can't grab and jab him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. All right, cold shot vitals. I got nine hits. All right. Well, that's nine net hits. <laughs> and he is doused in water, and you are shooting him with stick and shock, and you called shot vitals. So that's plus two to your damage value. How much damage is he resisting? 20 stun. Uh, yeah. Boomer, uh, you hit him squarely. You see the electricity course over his soaked, drenched body. Uh, and uh, he jolts for a second and then falls limply down, kind of twitching a little bit, like his legs are still twitching, and then they just stop. All right, let's get you below deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go to this gentleman to move him below deck, and you realize his heart has stopped. Oh, frag. I'm going to drag him into where Mouse is. Uh, Mouse! Uh, as he as he passes as he passes by um, the entrance back to the stairwell, he just sees Kashmir on the way up. Like, oh, I'm gonna go check the captain. <laughs> <laughs> we just put a chair there. <laughs> oh, he's hogtied. He's not going anywhere. Mouse, I fragged up. Oh no! <laughs> hey, I killed this guy. Can you fix him? Wait, <laughs> So it's just electricity. It, I'm thinking just like uh, some CPR restart is hot. Get it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, mouse, go ahead and roll first aid. This is going to be at a minus one because the conditions are not great. Cashmere, you get up to the top. You run in. You see the chair's been knocked over and the tarp is wiggling its way towards <laughs> towards the door. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Roll composure for me, Cashmere, at a, what, minus seven? Seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, two hits? Two hits. Uh, Cashmere, you get up there, and you, you see this, uh, this guy, uh, like, helpless, crawling towards you, uh, muffled by the, uh, the rope gagged around his mouth. Yeah, I like to imagine I just see the top wiggling. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you hear, you feel the, like, as if she's there, you feel the hand of your mentor spirit on your shoulder kind of caressing your neck with her thumb. And she goes, he's helpless. You can kill him right now and no one would know. Um, and so it feels, it feels like she has her arm under mine as if, like, guiding it up. Uh, like if you're teaching someone to do something, like teaching someone emotion. And she, she lifts my arm up just towards the, the wriggling top. poor man and i cast um i cast radiation blast at force eight what okay radiation beam not blast beam excuse me radiation beam Uh, i got eight hits okay so the damage is eight plus eight is 16 
Uh, he doesn't get armor to resist it, so he just rolls body because it is radiation damage. Uh, yeah, you see the tarp uh, wriggling towards you. It starts to give way, so you can see the guy as you you send this beam of radiation out of your out of your hand into the tarp. It starts to fuse the tarp to the side of his face, uh, and you see his eyes like go all bloodshot and red and start like bleeding out, uh, uh, bleeding out of his like tear ducts, and his uh, his like veins become really really like. Uh, popped as he's like as his skin becomes pallid and gray and super sweaty and the hair starts to fall off of his head and uh, he stops wriggling and he is very dead and it felt real good to finally let that itch that like burning sensation that was in your back finally take over uh, and you're just washed with this like great joy as you just watch this person's life ripped away from him in the most gruesome fashion and um, I also, since I cast it at such a high, and she's right there. Yeah. Um, might as well. And uh, uh, you, you feel her arms wrap around your chest as her, uh, as her like, lips brush up against your cheek. And she says, uh, that was good, wasn't it? And helps you with uh, the drain resist. Yeah, and I resist it all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you feel the lashback of energy, and she seems to swat it away with uh, with just a, a like lazy flick of her wrist, uh, and uh, uh, then you feel her fade back into the astral, and uh, he's very dead. And and so I I sort of take a moment that I, I pretty quickly, as soon as I sort of regain myself, turn away and take a moment to sort of balance the ecstasy of of how that. F- the warmth and how the release felt against the sight and the just knowing in my mind what I've just done needlessly, absolutely needlessly. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, without, without turning back around to him, I walk out the hatch and I close it and I turn the, I turn it to close it fully behind me. And I, I take a moment to sort of, <coughs> lean against it and really sort of regain myself, regain my composure, take some deep breaths and move past any more reflection of what's just happened. Um, so I finish first dating this guy. Yeah. Um, I got five hits. Okay. So he heals two hit points as he, uh, is no longer dead. (laughs) Still unconscious though. He was on the DNI, right? Assumed competency. Kashmir blocked his DNI when he did that. Right. <laughs> right. So when we rolled initiative, I had picked up a small electrical panel, and I have now plugged it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mouse and uh, Bumbles, you guys can continue uh, working on the uh, venture. As I think, maybe I just finish this one up on my own while Mouse saves that man's life. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um. We own a plane. <laughs> How many hits did you get? Three. Is that exactly what you needed? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's going to take you 30 more minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when, when Boomer went back past the kitchen, did the guy look any closer to getting out of the pantry? <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy is still struggling inside the pantry, making noise. I think Boomer's closer if you want first reaction. <laughs> I open the pantry. He springboards him. out at you. You catch him. <laughs> And uh, I smack his head against the island and put him back in. Yeah, he's unconscious. <laughs> and Kashmir, you return to the kitchen as Boomer struggles to put this guy back in the cabinet. Oh, uh, need some help, Boomer? <laughs> uh, 
Actually, yeah. Grab his legs. Yep. <laughs> oh, his toes. It's just his toes. <laughs> I just kick him in and then close it real quick. All right, you got it. <sighs> so you guys got 30 more minutes on this ship. Cashmere, come here. Let me check your troats. I'm sorry. What? That's very personal. Your tr- <laughs> <laughs> what? No, your, tr- your troats. The- come here. <laughs> um, yes. What? What's you, you reapply the electromagnetic paste uh, on Cashmere's... Uh, uh, forehead and temples uh, to uh, make sure that he has a nice, strong connection to his direct neural interface. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, oh, it's fine. Well, we wouldn't want you to disappear and we wouldn't be able to find you. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 30 minutes pass and you guys own an Aries venture. All right. You guys pile on in. Bumbles. This Aries venture... Once you have it all put together, you realize that it has the following uh, uh, modifications to it. Um, it has a rigger cocoon, uh, improved economy. Eh. <laughs> um, it has a passenger protection system five. That could come in handy. Um, it has personal armor six, which protects the people from uh, outside attacks. That's nice. Um, it has a concealed armor of two, raising its total armor to 16. Okay. Um, it has an anti-theft system rating four. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a uh, flexible standard weapon, uh, an Ares Alpha grade weapon um, on the bottom side of it. Uh, how flexible? Uh, it can shoot a 90 degree angel angle towards the front. Okay. And then it has a left, right, and back gun port to allow anyone on board to shoot out while benefiting from the armor of the uh, of the ship. Um, and then uh, it has its assembly disassembly. It has extra entry and exit points. Um, particularly, there's a bottom e- exit point where you can drop out the bottom. Uh, it has an enhanced winch. It has Good. a shielded smuggling compartment also in the bottom of it. Um, Useful. And... Uh, to do, do. Um, it also has chameleon coating. Cool. Um, finally, um, it has uh, electronic countermeasures system rating six uh, and signature masking rating four. All right. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, it also has a searchlight and internal cameras. That's not that exciting. <laughs> How Those many... are just cosmetic. <laughs> How many cup holders? Uh, six. Nice. Hey, mouse. Uh huh. Did you happen to look and see, while you had marks on that guy's comlink, perhaps, who was buying this? Oh, I didn't look. I could look. It's broken. Yeah, it's we, not we, that we broke Im- all the comlinks. Oh, it's not that important. It just occurs to me, this is very nice, and I want it real bad. That's it. <laughs> Brynn said we weren't keeping it. I know. I can dream. <laughs> you can dream. Okay. First things first, no one touch the door while I defuse the anti-theft system. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you have control over it. You put this thing together. It, it belongs to you. Okay. Everyone pile in. It's safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. So uh, there is a pilot and a co-pilot seat in the front, and then four uh, seats in the center area, All uh, three, uh, two and two. Uh, facing each other with uh, uh, every seat has a um, hard harness that you can pull down and latch over yourself. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, Shotgun. <laughs> All yours. I got some work to do. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? Can I help? <laughs> <laughs> no, you stay on the ship. Oh, okay. 
uh, you guys uh, hit the button uh, that raises the platform you're on up. Uh, there's a little like you know thing that sounds like to let the people up top know that like it's opening, so they shouldn't stand there. It's like. Eh, eh. And after like five seconds of that, it starts to part and open up and uh, it raises up and uh, you guys get there. Uh, Bumbles, you turn on the engines, the of the uh, the two uh, twin turbines, one on either side, uh, facing directly down uh, to give you the lift you need to uh, lift off. Uh, and it just lifts off like uh, like a breeze and as you guys lift off uh, you see uh, looking into the dock as the gate to the docks have opened and there are two motorcycles and a muscle car parked there and three people walking and talking to the uh, to the guards there um, uh, seeming to like have a conversation but now they've looked, <laughs> they've looked up as presumably there uh, <laughs> Ares Venture starts taking off and a uh, couple shots fire out your way. It doesn't matter. Uh, they miss entirely. I flip them off. And you guys uh, zip on through flying as fast as you can um, given your speed and how long it took you guys to get going. You think you only have like an hour and a half, maybe two hours before you catch up and can engage. All right. Um, as long as it's not too choppy that I have to be in, like jumped into this thing to keep it going, I'm going to make a breaching charge for Boomer. Okay. Roll demolitions for me. I mean, you have, you have the materials to do it. You just need to shape it into a, into a breaching charge instead of just an all out explosion. And, uh, which, which explosives are you using for this? I'm using the rating six explosives. Okay. Because rating ten will make that plane go away. <laughs> that is two hits. Uh, yeah, you make a you make a shaped charge for uh, Boomer. That's it. I'm I'm sorry. Did you just make an explosive while while we're all on the same plane? Yeah, yeah I make bombs in spot all the time. <laughs> I don't know why I'm ever surprised anymore. <laughs> uh, Cashmere, I need to roll composure. No modifier. Already. <laughs> and as you guys approach, is anybody keeping a lookout for the plane? Yeah, I'm going to be like matrix perceptioning around. Okay. I think I'll probably be able to ping it with my matrix before I ping it with my eyeballs. Sure. So the maximum range you might be able to get it, roll at a minus eight to your matrix perception. I'm composed. Okay. Yeah, you feel that kind of bubbling. Like, you're kind of sitting there, you're anticipating a fight, and you feel that, that like, that warm, fiery sensation start to creep up your spine a little bit, but you just kind of, like, stifle it down. You're like, wait, hold on. That's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm also keeping an eye out. All right, roll perception. Uh, do so at a minus three, because it is dark and rainy. I got three. Six. All right, Mouse. Uh, you are... Um, the first to notice, uh, scanning in the matrix that you guys are getting close, uh, as a little blip pops up on your AR, and uh, you see the uh, the icon for not a plane, but for some comlinks. Well, there's some comlinks I think flying through the air, so I think we're close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boomer, what did you get on your perception? Three. Okay, it's going to be a little bit before you can see it, so you definitely don't see it when Mouse says so. But what do you guys do to prepare? 
Um, as soon as I'm done with the bomb, I did get into the rigger cocoon and, and jack into this plane. Does this plane have long-range sensors for not crashing into other planes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do I you... see a plane on my plane monitor? Yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> radar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when Mouse points it out in her AR, you she kind of like forwards it into your uh, your display and your scanners are able to pick it up as well. Cool. Does it look like a plane in mine? You're, you do pick up on the vehicle signature. Okay. So you know it's a plane. You're right, Mouse. It is a plane. Yeah. You, you <laughs> I knew it. Must be that the plane is not operating wirelessly. Uh, or something along those lines, but the the comm systems seem to be warning. And that's what you see in the in the uh, in the matrix, um, and uh, uh, because of your uh, sensors, bumbles, you're able to see the actual vehicle signature like bouncing back on your sensors, and you're like, "Yep, that's it. We're approaching it. That's the one." Cool. So as we approach, I'd like to go over what's okay now. What's the filled-in parts of this plan? Because we've got blowhole in plane, something, something, something. Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've got the uh, exit hatch on the bottom. I figure I use the enhanced winch to attach us to their plane. I sort of land us on top of it. Boomer uses the shaped charge to blow a hole in, go down. Him and my drones free the prisoners. They all come back to this one, and then we fly away. Wait, all of the prisoners? Well, you know, the good ones. Oh, that's Most so much you. work. Uh, Bryn doesn't have a, a detail on, on who else is there, who's the good ones and who's the bad ones. He basically said, like, it sucks, but you're just going to have to leave the rest behind. This is just a rescue mission for Jerry. Oh, I thought, didn't he say? He said don't kill them. Oh, okay. Right, we just grabbed Jerry then. This plan's so much easier. Yeah. Well, hold on. Isn't this a, this is a prison, tra prisoner transport plane? Right, that's why I brought the drones. Uh, sure. Okay. Well, there's going to be a lot of guards bang. in there. Yeah, I got a flash. I got a couple flashbangs. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Oh, so we're going to land on top and just blow a hole directly in the plane? Yes. I honestly cannot think of a better way to get onto a plane that is currently flying at altitude than just blowing a relatively small hole in it. <laughs> okay. And believe me, I've run through this scenario a lot. Not just for this job either. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe if we blow a hole like right over, because it's not going to kill anybody, right? So, but if we could blow a hole like right over Jerry, then we could just like reach in and grab him and fly away. Right over Jerry might not go well. Sort of to the left and over Jerry. Might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, you can you can nuance that all you want, I guess. Right? No, the plan the plan itself pretty good. Because I think I, maybe if they've got like a DNI or something going, I might be able to like figure out where he is. Right, the smash the and plane. grab of plane robberies. Yeah. <laughs> ah. The old airplane grab and jab. Wait, I thought we weren't using that. Why, why is it? Why can Hell you yeah. use it? Right, I like that plan. This would be a jab and grab, not a grab and jab. <laughs> we're jabbing the plane, and then we're grabbing Jerry. Right, so mouse hack the DNI if you can. What's is it still eight? What the noise? Uh, unless he gets closer. Okay. Is he, okay. I mean, you tell me how close you need me. This is okay for now. I can always try again. Four hits. 
Did you want to edge that? Yes. <laughs> Six hits. You fail to get any marks, but a mark does not appear on you. <laughs> yeah, you try to you try to hack into this comlink, and it bounces back like error, and like you the like the staticky image of the comlink in the uh, in the matrix. Uh, you're sitting there in VR, uh, and you're like trying to pinpoint where it is, but it keeps like seeming to fade away and then appear somewhere else, and fade away and appear somewhere else, and you just you just can't quite zero it in. Okay, can we get like a little closer? <laughs> right, I get closer until Mouse tells me the noise is at five. Uh, yeah, so you keep going, Mouse, and he gets closer, and you're pretty sure, according to his sensors, that you should be suffering less noise, but it maintains at a minus six. Okay. Can I suppress the noise? Uh, yeah. Okay. You just roll electronic warfare. That's five. Okay, you reduce the noise down to one. Cool. I'm going to try again. Okay. Eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, um... You were going for three marks, yeah? Yes. You got three marks. Woo. Uh, this is a device rating seven comlink. That's a good comlink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I um, can I look? Is it running on a DNI? Uh, yeah, yeah, and you can snoop on that. I would like to. Five hits. Did you want to edge that? Eight. Okay, a little like boop doop. In your, uh, in your VR screen, and you share it with the rest of the class. Uh, it is all the screens and comms of the various people inside there who are connected to this Comlink's DNI. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys see there are four feeds on this DNI. One seems to be the vehicle. You see the sensors of the vehicle. You see uh, like a back-facing camera, front-facing camera. It's like it's not just one screen for the visual. It's like four screens for the visual. Um, all the different sensors on the outside of this ship, um, including like exterior cameras that are checking all of its uh, angles. Um, and uh, uh, then there is two that seem to be in uh, the cab. Um, you see, because they're both in there, you can see which one's which. Uh, there is a... Um, a human and an orc. Uh, they're both wearing uh, heavy security armor. Um, and uh, the orc boomer you were able to see is uh, carrying an FN Mag 5 mach- medium machine gun um, and also has on his back an Ares mono sword. Um, and uh, the human is walking around uh, with a pistol uh, slung to his hip. Uh, he's walking around too. Um, Inside the cab, you see uh, six other prisoners kind of e- like evenly spaced out from each other so that none of them are sitting directly next to each other. Um, and uh, to like the back left second from the very back, uh, you see uh, Jerry uh, is sitting there. Um, guy looks like you always never remembered him. Uh, you know, he's got he's got that very just average face, average build. The only thing marginally distinguishing about him is that he has that kind of bushy gray mustache and he's sitting there in a jumpsuit. All of the, all of the, um, uh, prisoners seem to be, uh, they are handcuffed, uh, to straps that are strapped to their thighs and then their feet are also strapped together. So they can't move like at all, but they're not chained to the plane. Uh, they are chained to each other, but they're not chained to the plane. It would seem not, but they are seatbelt in, so there's that. But they're not chained <laughs> to the plane. You're correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
And then uh, the third DNI you see, or the fourth DNI you see as the uh, as the orc with the giant machine gun uh, nods at the human and uh, uh, goes to like a hatch, lifts it up, and climbs down uh, a ladder into the underhole where there seem to be a bunch of uh, a bunch of crates, um, uh, and uh, there's a troll down there who is armed with a Frenchy Spaz 24 shotgun uh, that he has leaned up against a crate, and he's, like, kind of reaching in and, like, messing with something in one of the crates, and he looks up, and he's like, what you doing down here? And he's like, just checking on you. What's the big deal? Oi, go back upstairs. This is where I this is where I work. All right, fine. Sorry. Just thought I'd... No, no, you're not authorized to be down here. Go upstairs. All right, fine. And the uh, orc goes back up, and the uh, human female walks over to him and is like, how'd that go? And he goes, guy's, uh, guy's a little protective, if you ask me. Yeah, well, can you blame him? And uh, uh, he goes, I, know, I just wanted to take a look. He's like, yeah, I don't think they're really for looking at. And um, you notice that the troll's not broadcasting his visual. He's just broadcasting audio. And uh, the orc says to the human, uh, so... How's it look? Well, and she kind of sits there for a second. Nothing yet. He's like, all right, well, keep a lookout. She's like, I always do. Is there a pilot, a discernible pilot, or is it on sort of autopilot? The plane? They've got yeah. a rigger. They've got a rigger, yeah. which is why One I the, couldn't hack it. Which puts <laughs> them at a considerable advantage over many of the teams we've gone up against. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about geography. Mm-hmm. Where are we in the world? Over the Pacific Ocean. How far? Hey, we've been here before. <laughs> you are, uh, you are way th- over. You are three hours away from the coastline. Okay. Are there any islands on a map or anything that, if they needed to make an emergency landing, they could? No, not really. I mean, good to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who wants to rob a plane? Oh, pick me. <laughs> the great plane robbery. Um, so here's my idea. Obviously, this is everything goes perfect. We land, we open up the bottom hatch, you put the breaching charge on, my drones fly down, make a big stink of everything, you grab Jerry and uh, cut him loose from whoever he's chained to, and then you pick him up and my drones fly away back into our plane and then we run. Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, you see on the DNI with all the other people on the uh, uh, on the MCT plane, uh, the human female raises her hand up. She goes, hang on. He's got something. And uh, inside your guys' cabin where all of you are, you start to see a crackling energy as a spirit begins to materialize. And that's where we'll end this session. Oh, shit. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated, all rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.